Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Please don't touch the thermostat. Please keep your towel on. Welcome to the steam room. Hmm. This is the Charles Barkley podcast with me, Ernie Johnson. So you're supposed to keep the towel on in the steam room? For this steam room. Okay, okay. For this steam room. Okay. I, I can tell that you're not a... But, yo, you told me you... I, I always the, keep a wh- towel on, but that actually is a debate. Uh-huh. You're in the steam room, you're trying to steam up. I mean, it is a debate whether you keep the towel on or not. I do keep a towel on. If there's other folks in there, I keep the towel on. If you buy yourself, you take it off? I will have the towel underneath me. Yeah. Uh, I always have a towel underneath me, but I always cover. So you don't slide around yeah. all over the place. I, I always sit on a towel, but I, I always cover up just out of embarrassment, I think it'd be the good <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Um, if you are listening to us now, you can officially be uh, referred to as a steamer. Yes, yes. And you can wear that label proudly. As uh, as we enter our uh, and I, and I hope my man from Australia last week who calls himself a loyal, a loyal steamer yeah uh, got our shout out and uh, sent out a lot of information. We hope everybody helped the people over in Australia. We put a real Ernie Ernie and the team put a really nice list together of different ways to help. Uh, but we really appreciate anything y'all can do for those people in Australia. Indeed, we do. As we start uh, every episode of the Steam Room. Uh, we go, first of all... First of all. First of all, you know you have a lot of money when you get Honey Nut Cheerios. I've had the regular Cheerios. First of all, you know anybody ride a motorcycle who makes millions of dollars is an idiot. First of all, zero plus zero is zero. It's a chance for Chuck to blow off some steam. Yes. Um, or just to voice an opinion. And so what's uh, what's first of all? First of all, it's going to be about the Kansas-Kansas State uh, melee, brawl, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was not a good look. Uh, it was not a good look for Kansas, Kansas State, for college basketball. But I think that sometimes when guys get on television, we want to play God, judge, and jury. And I don't like that because I always try to stay stay back and say, okay, let me think about this a second and don't worry about my initial reaction. It was ugly. Thank goodness nobody got hurt. But I think we have to realize, number one, you should be suspended. You should be suspended. Uh, But these guys who want these guys banished from college basketball, banished from their school, I I don't like that because these are 18, 19-year-old kids. If everybody in the world on television take a a step back and breathe says, man, I probably did some stupid stuff at 18, 19 myself, and say, just breathe. Like I say, it was not a good look. There should be suspensions. But I think banishing these kids when they're 18, 19, doing something really, 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 really stupid, I don't think that's the right way to go. I think they should be suspended. But well, I think- so it's the rest of the regular season, essentially, what, for Silvio D'Souza. 
Yeah, whose who's image holding the chair, chair yes. over his head before somebody knocked it out of his hands yeah. or whatever. Uh, was not a, not a good look. But more than that, Chuck, it wasn't just not a good look. Yeah. That could have been criminal. It, it could have been, but it wasn't. Right. So that's what that, that's actually a great point you made. If he had to hit somebody with a chair, whatever they suspend you, I can't argue with. But because he didn't do it, you take a step back. I thought I was hoping for ten games, but 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 the point was number one. He obviously that was just that was stupid. And he can't do that. But I just don't want to jump on college kids like I do pro pro guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all stupid at eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. The way that thing started in the closing ticks of uh, a blowout game and a steal at midcourt, leading that led to it all. Uh, but also standing over the guy after that. So there were yeah. a lot of things that contributed to it. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think the kid from Kansas State was wrong, uh, which he got lost in all this because all the stupidity on the other end of the court. But Kansas is not trying to run up the score. You know, I, Ernie, I have listen. I mean, let me tell you something. I'm not proud of some of the stuff I did as a player. Mm-hmm. When, I've said when guys are shooting threes when you're up twenty. Knock the hell out of them. I've told my teammates. I've called a team meeting on the course of, hey, we're down 20. The game is over. If anybody shoots a three, knock their ass in the stands as hard as you can. I know about rubbing it in. But Kansas wasn't trying to rub it in. They were up 20. My man was just dribbling the ball, going to let the clock run out. So if Kansas had been trying to score, I can understand Kansas State getting upset. But if they're just trying to, like, we're up 20, the game is over. I'm just going to dribble the clock out. The game is over. And you hate to see it spill out into where yeah. fans are sitting. Well, because, I mean, you got you got handicapped, accessible yes. wheelchair seating right down there, too. And, and, and then for, you've got yeah. players all over the place. And, 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 and listen, one thing about jocks, they're big, strong guys. If you hit a fan, you could really hurt them. Uh, number one, you could hurt a, a a fellow competitor, and you don't want to do that. But if you in the stands and one of these fans grab you or something, like going back to the, the melee at the palace, if a fan hits you, one of these big old dudes hit a fan, they could really hurt them badly. Uh, then you had, like you said, you had the people in wheelchairs over there. Uh, it was just a bad look. But I just, but the overall point I want to make is, this is a teachable moment. Uh, they were 100% wrong. I don't want to sit here and act like I'm defending these kids. But let's be careful as adults trying to say, let's just throw this kid away. How long will that Mark D'Souza in, for as long as – I don't know how long he's going to play. I don't know what kind of a career he's going to have, if he's well, going to have a career after college ball. How long will that incident mark him? Well, for life. Uh, but he can't let it define him. Uh, same thing with Miles Garrett, who's a hell of a player – the way society works is, Ernie, uh, you see it sometime when I'm reading tweets on Bleacher Report and things like that. If a jock do something wrong, they bring up something he did 10 years ago. And no matter how much success Mr. Souza has, people are always going to bring that up. And that's the way it is. Especially uh, if there's another incident, incident yes. that something happens. So, well, it, he's no stranger to this. Yes, you know? yes. But you can't let it define you. Like Miles Garrett, who's a hell of a player, he made a mistake, a serious mistake. To me, it's over with. I thought the suspension for the rest of the season was fair. I hope Commissioner Goodell's let him back in the league. But 
he can't have any more screw-ups because the first thing they're going to show is the helmet thing. Exactly. Uh, coming up next, uh, a little bit of a new segment here on, on the stage. Uh-oh. It's Chuck versus the Internet. Uh-oh. Chuck versus the Internet. I don't know exactly what that means, but I don't we'll know, find but out. We know we that I'm going to win because the Internet uh, is full of idiots. <laughs> inside the steam room charles is a lot of things but big internet guy is not one of them <laughs> once we had steve Ballmer on the show you didn't know what a browser was uh you once pronounced wi-fi wi-fi you true. know uh, true. Uh, true 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 so the, in this new segment intended to bring to your attention the most topical viral stories uh, that the internet is buzzing about uh, that may be a bit off your radar. This is Charles Barkley versus the Internet. Here's story number one. Okay. So the NFC Championship game. You could go there in your Niners gear. You could go there in your Packers gear. Or like Rob Lowe, you could just go there with a hat that said NFL. Not an NFL team hat. Not a 100th anniversary of the NFL hat. Just a a black hat with a shield, there were some on the internet who said uh, he was dressed as if he might have to sub in for an official if it got hurt. <laughs> and another said, when Rob Lowe goes to a concert, instead of getting a souvenir band t-shirt, he just gets a shirt that says, music. <laughs> well, <laughs> so what do you think so, of the Rob Lowe look? Well, first of all, I've met Rob Lowe a few times in my life. That's a pretty man. <laughs> That's a pretty man. Rob is a pretty man. You know. Oh, I, is he? Is he? Yeah, oh, I, but hold on. Rob Lowe, Reggie Theus, Rick Fox. Who you got? Ooh, ooh. That might be the hardest question mm. that I've ever had to answer. Uh, Rob Lowe, Rick Fox, Reggie Theus. Okay. Mm. Uh I can't answer that question. No, you can't. So, so go those ahead. Are three, those go are three ahead pretty men. Go ahead. And make so I asked them was watching the game when they showed this shot, and, <laughs> and then because they went to a promo of Rob's new show. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rob is, I think it's called Nine One One Something, uh, Texas or something like that. But um, uh, hey, listen, Rob's being a good company man. They got him tickets to show him and promote his show. He didn't want to be a homer or or, or a show pack. any favorites. Yeah, yeah, so okay. I give Rob a shout out on that. All right, one. that's very good. He was great in uh, West Wing. He was uh, West, Wing West Wing is right. one. Of, West Wing is one of the most underrated show because that that's somebody like uh, what's uh, Mr. Sheen's name? Martin Sheen is mm-hmm. it? Is one of the great uh, actors. Uh, number one societal people, civil rights people. He's done some amazing things, but he's somebody I really, really admire. What else? A St. Almost Fire. Anybody see St. Almost Fire? Of course Fire? we did. Of course you did. Of course we did. Demi, Demi Moore, Demi Moore, I was young say, Demi Moore. Yes. And, uh, was, and, was uh, Emilio Estevez on there too? Uh, he was. He was, and, uh, yes. Who's who's the... Uh, oh, uh, the, uh, Ali Sheedy? It was either Yeah, her. yeah, it was that, it was that whole... Brad, Brad Pack kind of Bunch, yeah, which is which brings me to one of the great movies of all time, The Breakfast Club. Oh, very much the same group. Yes, yes. But Judd Nelson, I got hey, to, Judd Nelson. Yeah, yes, who was in there? But yeah. but you know, it was. The, the, I like movies like that because that's really what high school is like. 
Everybody have their little group. And they really, really don't even realize they have a lot more in common than they realize. Which uh, at the end of the breakfast club. They got figured you, it out. Yeah. But, exactly. you know, we're so stupid when we're young, Ernie. You're like, you get with your clique and you go through high school. Were you in a clique? I was in a jock clique. The jock clique. Okay. And, you know, and, you know, I didn't realize that I was a jackass till later. People didn't resent you because you were making straight A's? Uh, they, they, okay. You know, you're a funny guy. Let's go to story number two. <laughs> yes, let's skip that straight A story. <laughs> have you heard of Have you heard of Bad Luck Chuck? I have not. You'll enjoy this. During the AFC divisional playoff game, Chuck Penn is this guy's name. He posted a selfie as he exited Arrowhead Stadium with the Chiefs trailing twenty-one nothing. All right, I'm out of here. I'm out of here so we get the second half comeback going. Hopefully. Can't do it. Gotta leave, man. It's the only hope. <laughs> so he leaves, and you know the Chiefs with that huge comeback, and they beat the Texans. So what kind of loser fan is that? This this thing went viral, um, and so he became this superstitious figure. Um, he was banned from Arrowhead uh, by the superstitious Chiefs fans. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was even asked about it during his postgame presser. He told Bad Luck Chuck to stay home for the AFC Championship game. The team got involved. They gave the guy a new grill as an incentive to stay home and not attend the title game against Tennessee. Was it a green egg? And he, I hope. And he obliged, and the Chiefs won. But that's not where the story ends because now they're going to the Super Bowl and this cat wants to go. Okay, so this, this is a once-in-a-lifetime moment. How, well, first of all, I, how I've do never you know seen that? our team play in the Super Bowl. I've at least got to be in Miami. Chiefs fans want him to stay home. Niners fans want him in Miami. <laughs> what do you think bad luck Chuck should do from one Chuck to well, another? Well, first of all, I hate he got my name. Uh, but, see, this is what fans – so my daughter, who's the greatest thing ever happened to me, we – uh, we had to, we're at the Final Four, and she says, Dad, I want to come to the Final Four. I said, of course, I'll get you tickets. She calls me like a couple days before and says, Dad, I changed my mind. I'm like, why? I don't want to bring bad luck on the team. And I'm like, wait a minute. I paid for you to go to Villanova and Columbia, and you're such an idiot. You think whether you at the game or not has an effect <laughs> on who's going to win the game. I started laughing so hard. Uh, I said, Christiana, you acting like a crazy fan. Whether your lucky shirt or you at the game or not has no effect upon the game. Right. So, Chuck, man, listen, if my team, I, I got two teams, the Atlanta Falcons. I grew up rooting for the Falcons. Everybody in Alabama roots for the Falcons. Shout out to Julio Jones and Matty Ice. And now I'm a Philadelphia fan. But if I had a Eagles and I'm a Cardinals fan because of the great Larry Fitzgerald, and congratulations on buying a piece of the sun. That's awesome. But, man, go to the game. That's, if you're a real fan, and I've heard this before from my NFL friends, and I got to visit this place. They said Arrowhead Stadium is the loudest stadium in the NFL. I've been to a lot of NFL games, but people tell me, Kansas City is the best place to watch an NFL game. You know, I went there one time, Chuckster, and it was for Joe Montana's debut Wow! in a preseason game because we had it on TNT. 
So it's a preseason game. The place was off the chain. Yeah. And, but it's it was a loud place, but it was really weird to have a uh, a preseason game yeah. that had that kind of buzz yeah, surrounding but it. But for that one, it had to be Joe for Joe Montana. Montana. Yeah. Um, so are you saying there's nothing? Because I know you've played with guys who have these superstitions, who have to put their socks on the same way each time. There, it is, or, too. And they're, I mean, and Major League Baseball players, hey, i got to jump over the foul line, don't step on yeah. that, or I've got to do this. I mean, so you don't... You don't think it has any place? Any place. You don't, but for an athlete, do you think it maybe I, there's a comfort level that says, okay, I've done everything the way I'm supposed to do it today? Or, uh-oh, I, my pregame got, got a little disrupted. Well, I'm, see, actually, know. I think that would hurt your game. Would it? I, I do. I think that would hurt your game developing superstitions because of everything. So you didn't have any? None. No. Come on. No, no I did not have any. Because think about it, Ernie. If you, have, if you do your superstitious thing, you have a bad game, you're going to be flustered. That's like one night. This actually happened on our show. And I remember, I can't remember who was announcing the game. And this guy had a career night. And one of the announcers says, um, well, he needs to do a drive to the game the exact same way he did the other day. And I actually called him an idiot on the air that night. I said, mm-hmm. that's so idiotic. Because, first of all, you, you get to the game that's got the least amount of traffic. <laughs> I never drove to the game. I would check the traffic report. And when this is what I'm playing for the six, and I would find a way to navigate the traffic, but I, I, I would be terrified to develop superstitions for the simple fact, if it didn't work, you would be so screwed up, like getting ready for the next game. I so I think superstitions hurt you more than they help you. So you're not even a little stitious. No, not at all. Okay. Hey, uh, when we come back. Are we gonna? Are we gonna bring in a guest, an, another guest oh, yeah. on the steamer? Uh, well, we, uh, we call them special guests. Yes. Well, special guests, special steamer guests, and and I'm not even gonna tell you, but the Grammys are coming up. Yes, they so are. A little bit of a hint for y'all. Shout out to Alicia Keys. It's, she's not the guest. <laughs> she's hosting. Got a special guest. Oh, do we ever? Yes. And we're going a long way for this special guest. Yeah. We're going to Sweden for this special guest. That's awesome. Uh, PJ Morton is nominated for three Grammys for his R&B work. Um, Grammys are this Sunday. Last year, he walked away with a Grammy um, for his uh, rendition of How Deep Is Your Love, which was unbelievable. Uh, Yebo was on there on on the vocals with him, just tremendous, and and he is nice enough to join us from Sweden, where it's uh, approaching showtime, about an hour and a half till he takes the stage. Yes, PJ, it's nice of you, man. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Any any time you guys call, man, I'm I'm here. He's I'm been here. A, a long time <laughs> friend of our show, uh, yes. inside the NBA, and um, man, it's just so cool for all of us who who know you to see the way. Um, your career, obviously, playing keys for Maroon 5 is, is one thing, but your solo career has taken off, and it's just sensational. And uh, What does it feel like to, to have your work nominated for, for three Grammys this year? Yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't really get old for me. You know, I, um, I, I've been working, working at this for, for a while, and for people to still care and for that, that um, you know, those group of people – that group of people to acknowledge my work and like, you know, think it's good enough to be 
Uh, we, we made some history this year. This is the, I'm the first artist ever to be nominated for R&B album three years in a row. Wow. And um, it, it's, um, it, it's mind-blowing to me, man. It, you know, I, I really love music. I really still love this stuff. Um, so for people to still care, it's just it's a beautiful thing. Like you said, I've had success with Maroon, and, um, you know, that could have been enough. That could have been enough. I, I, I've been so grateful for, for the band. But now to also individually get it is just like, uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm so grateful. When you, like, for, for, for anybody who's successful, we all get our inspiration. You saw something or somebody who says, I mm-hmm. want to do that. Who is yeah. the person yeah. or people when, who first are like, no, I want to do that right there for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there were a few. I mean, first, my, my father, you know, I watched my father as a pastor growing up um, preach to people and really touch people. And I, I knew that I wanted to do that, make people smile, make people happy, um, give people hope, you know. So he was the first one. And then I heard Stevie Wonder. And I was like, man, I, I, I got to, you know, because as a keyboard player and a singer, I was like, I want to do I want to do that. And then I saw Prince perform on stage and I said man uh so those are kind of three big ones for me that kind of changed the whole game for me and and let me uh you know like kind of uh forged me on my path of like wanting to do it um and like you know something you could relate to but I you know even seeing this wasn't music but seeing Michael Jordan do what he did um you know kind of soaring above uh, would seem natural. Um, it, it's what I wanted to do in music, you know. Um, so that was that was also a, a huge inspiration for me as a as a kid. When you played the Super Bowl last year with Maroon, um, mm-hmm. on the on the nervous scale, where did that rank with you know with all the performances you've done? How nerve wracking is waiting to take the field at halftime of the Super Bowl? Yeah, that, that's by far the biggest one. I say on uh, like on the scale of, of of nervousness these days, you got you got SNL because it's still live. You know, it's still the real thing, um, and you got you you have uh, the Grammys, which is which is super up there. But the Super Bowl is is <laughs> is like it's nothing you can compare it to. It's nothing you can compare it to because you have. 70,000, 60,000 to 70,000 people in front of you, but then you also know that there are 100 million people watching you all at one time. If you mess up, it's like it's instant, you know? So um, it's the craziest experience that I've, that, that I've ever been a part of. Uh, I'm happy I did it, and I'm I'm also glad it's over. <laughs> I'm glad it's over because it, it, it was a lot, man. It was a lot. Keep using that gift, my brother. It's really, 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 yes, really sir. good, man. And those folks yes, in Sweden, you, are man. they're in for a treat tonight. Good uh, luck this weekend, my brother. Yeah, we'll be pulling Thank for you, man. man. You know that, and we can't wait to see you again. You know our door's always open for you uh, anytime yes, you're on Atlanta, Hopefully man. Hopefully I'll see you all All-Star weekend, man. Much love. Yes, much sir. Love. For sure. Thank you all very right. much, PJ right, Morton, right, joining man. us from Sweden on the Steam Room. Wow, that's awesome. He's such a good dude. He, he's such a good dude, but man, just, and I think it probably has a lot to do with his dad being a pastor. Uh, but man, it's, it's interesting about music. Everybody likes music. Like they might like a different type of music, but everybody likes music. That's why I never throw any shade on anybody who says, oh, I like this, because yeah. 
different music can can hit you in a different way, even I, if it's something that you don't normally listen to. For some reason, Ernie, I, I'm starting to listen to country music now. Well, you've always been a Kenny Rogers. Fan. I have always been a Kenny Rogers, but I, you know, Kenny, man, Kenny, he'll make you cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, uh, Sam Hunt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lady Annabellum. Yeah, I've always liked Toby Keith. Yeah, but for some reason, I'm on this. Uh, I forget the guy who sings Mercy. Uh, like I listen to that song, "Have Mercy on Me." I mean, I'm thinking, like, wow, Chuck is starting to like country music. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it is. Hey, I will tell you this: if you're when you get a chance and you're online, look up this P.J. Morton song, "How Deep Is Your Love," oh, yeah. the the live version with Yeba doing uh, vocals with him, and that's where you'll hear. You'll see the impact that just certain notes can have, yeah. and you see the imp- how it ripples through the room when people hear it. So check it out. It's really good. And PJ's just an amazing talent. We appreciate him being on the show. Thanks. Um, so that was a little something a little different. When we come back, we've got uh, more of the same. Uh, Tim Kiley. So we go from PJ go, no, to no. TK. We go from the top to the bottom. That would be a better way to explain it. See, you always cut right to the chase. I appreciate that about you. We'll be back. So I'm Ernie Johnson reporting. The Georgia Corn Producers Fact-Finding Touring Clinic concludes today the Prospective Parents Program, sponsored by the Pink Ladies. Also under investigation is the theft of a typewriter valued at $250 from the hobby shop. I'll have more after this. <laughs> don't you love the typewriter? Hobby shop? Hobby shop. Uh, what, what's the Pink Ladies? I have no yeah. idea. That was Look, I was reading the news on WLAQ Radio in Rome, Georgia, 1977, summer internship. Um, and I would, I was a, I would spin country records at some point and other points I would be the newsman. And, and that was <laughs> so of a typewriter valued at $250. So you were spinning Dolly Parton and Merle Haggard back Oh, and Willie way. Nelson. Close your eyes. I'm a memory. Yeah. I, I remember. And yeah, it was, uh, that was like the first <laughs> paying job I had. In radio um, was WLAQ. Were you doing TV then too? No, I was just radio, and I was still in school. So it was a wow. summer. It was a summer oh, internship in Rome that I went back her, to Georgia. Chuck. Look at him now, yeah. living living in a trailer in Rome, Georgia. What's the difference to that on the kin- today? On the, kin- <laughs> on the Kingston today? Highway. You live in you a trailer right. today, don't you? Yeah. You ain't right. <laughs> you in Cheryl Ann? Like got a trailer now? <laughs> Tim Kiley. Our esteemed inside the NBA producer and product of local news is here with our local news fix. Ernie, I got a sore back. What's wrong with your back? My back hurts because I got this wheelbarrow to pick up all the names and teams you drop. Rob Lowe, Alicia Keys, Larry Fitz, Kenny Rogers. I root for the Falcons. I root for Philadelphia. What is wrong? Root for your team from your city. We don't have a team. You got the Falcons. That's what I said. I root of, and growing up in Alabama, we don't have pro sports. So Atlanta's the closest city. Uh, you had the Birmingham uh, Stallions, Stallions didn't that's you? right, USFL. Yeah, no, that doesn't count. Okay. By the way, Tim Kiley, as, as I've mentioned, is here is wearing his, uh, his old school Pirates hat. He's got Mustard. a Steelers t shirt on. Um, well, first of all, all his hats are old because he's old. Yeah. He had that high school thing on last week. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to just, just, you know, it's my opportunity to shout out. You got some local news for us? Yes, I do, Ernie. And this is not as good as P.J. Morton, but, you know, come on. Well, because you're not. Oh, yeah. Now, this going to be good. These are always good, TK. I hate giving you a compliment. Are right, you ready? Determined. Dependable. 
Dateline Miami, Chuck. It's been cold here, down there, everywhere. Yeah. Past few days. Luckily, you don't have to worry about this. Falling iguana alert is now underway in South Florida, and it's all because of the cold temperatures. People are being advised not to assume that uh, an iguana lying on the ground still is dead. They don't die. They just become very still and are likely to fall out of trees where they sleep, which, as you can imagine, having an iguana fall... Oh, your head could actually hurt. So they're telling people to also watch out. Now, how loud would you scream if that fell on you? Oh, I scream like a little girl. Ah! <laughs> Wait, so they don't die when they freeze? No, they get they're cold blooded, so yeah. they the blood just keeps going into one area and their head goes to sleep and wow. off they, so they're just waiting they for you to say, Hey, look at this, what <laughs> I found here, and then they're gonna Jump right uh, on. I don't know. Do they I don't hurt know. you? Do they, hurt you? I don't know. That was one thing I should have looked up. Uh, that was a poor job by me. I don't know. I've never heard poor of anybody job. getting bit or anything by an iguana. You know what no. I love? You know what I love? Those those cameras that you can have outside. I've got one um, that you can shoot at night. And so I've put it out there before because, you know, sometimes you'll see wildlife in the middle of the night. And yeah. I'll look at the thing back because... I didn't know why my uh, bird feeders all kept getting knocked down in the morning, and I'd go down there and they'd be empty or something. And I put a camera out there, and it was and there was a raccoon. Raccoon was coming out the tree, jumping on there, eating all the bird seed. That's sometimes funny. taking it off and uh, and running. So I, I, I just you get one of those things. Get one of those. I will. Night I'll do vision it. cameras. In case you get a deer in the backyard. I get those too. I got you see deer, oh, see you, bunnies. You, you got to uh, kill them, then. Raccoon you? deer. Deer's great meat. Um, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, yes, trust uh, me, I've had plenty it, of venison. It is good. Yeah, it's really I'm good. I'm not going to kill a deer. It's in my yard. No, but it's just good. It is good eating. It's good eating, Ernie. Venison. All right, yes. Chuck, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. How many cities named Auburn do you think there are in the world? Two. Oh, no, I'm not going to say that. I know two. Ten. At, I know two at least. Ten. Fifteen. Fifteen. Really? And I, one, one is in Australia. Okay, I didn't know Everything that. Everything else is in the U.S. I, that's Auburn, Washington, right? Auburn, Washington, speaking of which. A man living in the ceiling of a grocery store for weeks. So police have been trying to capture him since last month, but he keeps getting away. Surveillance video taken when the store was closed shows someone dressed in black, face covered, carrying a large black bag that authorities say was this filled with cigarettes he had just stolen in the store. This is not the first time employees have seen him. A barista told me she spotted his legs dangling from the ceiling in a storage closet once. Employees keep reporting the sound of footsteps overhead, but when police arrive, nothing. That's not a true story. It's a true story, Chuck. How can the barista... Auburn, Washington. But he's got to be getting in a certain way. I think that's just weird, man. You can't catch a guy living in the ceiling. So the barista <laughs> saw the legs dangling and she didn't, like, tell anybody or he didn't tell anybody? So, hey, there's a guy. I saw some legs. I saw some legs dangling I, I, out the ceiling. I just want to know, if, would you be comfortable... Even though you lost a lot of weight, would you be comfortable hiding in, in uh, with that ceiling? That ceiling got no chance with me. <laughs> that ceiling got no chance with me. Or you might add, but it's definitely got no chance with me. So, I'll give you that. So how long do we think this has been going on? Since Christmas is what they said. Yeah, just, what, you know, just What's really funny about it, though, is the homeboy only steals cigarettes. He's not stealing food. That's alcohol. What, we don't know. You know they, he steals alcohol and steals and, and cigarettes. Alcohol oh. and cigarettes. The breakfast of champions. There you so, go. Got so respect he's, my uh, guy. So he's going a month. Uh, just you just wonder what the ceiling is for this guy. Hey. <laughs> That's our local news segment. <laughs>
I apologize, America. We wrap things up on the steam room as we always do, old school style. The uh, Chuck's answering machine. You've reached Charles Barkley. Leave a message, America. Hey, Ernie and Charles. Thanks so much for playing my request on the steam room and inside the NBA. But more importantly, thanks for your contribution to the cause of saving our homes, wildlife, and bushland in Australia. That's huge, fellas. We really appreciate it. I'll be watching and listening every week. Thanks. No, Chuckster, you had said as we came on the steam room, you had said that you appreciated him you know, it's, calling It's, it's last amazing, week. that young guy right there, for him to take the time to watch our show and not just watch the show, really like, hey, guys, we're struggling over here in Australia, and you and Jeremy and all the guys – put all the information together to show where people could donate money, and every little bit helps. There's no donation small enough. Little donations turn into big donations. But we just appreciate, number one, him having the conscious word about the wildfires, but also just uh, being a loyal fan. I mean, he's in Australia watching our silly TNT show. That's awesome. And you know the thing that it points out to you too, Chuck, is – if he had any second thoughts about doing that and said, oh, I'm not going to call that answering machine, that's, yeah. you know. But because he went ahead and just said, I'm just going to take that step and see where it leads you. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the cool thing about it. And in an effort, let me read this for us, uh, too. In an effort to help those impacted by the fires, Warner Media and Warner Brothers are supporting Ellen DeGeneres and her effort to provide relief by donating $100,000 to uh, Ellen's GoFundMe campaign, which will funnel funds to the Australian Red Cross, the Humanitarian Aid and Community Services Charity, and WIRES, Australia's largest wildlife rescue organization. That's awesome. That's, hey, have you ever been on her show? Never have. I, you know what? And, I, and I'll tell you something, because I love that show. Yes. And I will tell you that that is one of those, no shame here, I have cried watching that show before Yeah. because she makes... So many people's lives better yeah. by surprising them with stuff from time to time. And you and you watch and it's like, man, I love how she does that. You know, that's one of the shows that I would love to do. Yeah. You know, I've, I, they, you I, haven't done that. I, that's got to be the only I, show yeah. you've never done. You know, TNT, you know, they put me on uh, Conan. Uh, uh, you've been on all the late nights. All the late birds, Colbert and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy. And I've done, done all the shows. I'm actually... I think I think I'm doing one of them right before the uh, All Star Game. But Ellen is one of the shows that I I would love to do her show because she is awesome. You are correct. Yeah. I love when she just got the like the Lifetime Achievement Award at one of the award show, and she was so awesome. Yeah. All right. Do we have another call? Hey Charles, loyal listener Amy here. Love the podcast. I saw you at a local nail salon the other day getting a manicure and pedicure. I really appreciate a manly man like yourself focusing on self-care. My question is, can you give my husband some advice and let him know it's okay for a man to take care of the little things every now and then? Let's just say he needs some cuticle help majorly. Thanks so much. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Well, number one, thank you uh, for calling in. Hey, I get a Manny Petty every week, Ernie. Uh, it's, it's, it's relaxing. 
I mean, it, it first of all, it looks good. You get anything put on your nails? I get a clear. You can see I got a clear on now, America. You never get a little any kind of a tint or anything like that. No, it's just a, no, no. I, it's 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 the pot. It's called nails for males. Uh, uh, I don't like nails the, for males. Yeah, I don't like the buff. Cause the buff wears off. Like this is, uh, I'm going actually as soon as I leave. But these here. are real nails, right? These, oh yeah, they're real nails. But see, I get it's a nails for males clear polish. Uh, but I'm actually going when I leave here today. Are you? Really? Uh, I am. I'm going to get a mani pedi. How about the pedi part of that? The pedi part is one of the highlights because my feet are ugly. They're not as ugly as Shaq's. Um, well, actually. First of all, I think it might be too late for Shaq feet. Uh, but if he would get a Manny Petty every week, as ugly as feet are, they would look 100% better. Huh. 100% better. So you have good toenails? No, I have awful toenails. I have, well, see, I, so do I, and so I don't want to put somebody through that. They get paid. They're not Manicure doing is fine. Free. Yeah, but I get some. I got some gnarly nails. Yeah, but you won't. I'm telling you something. When uh, when they do, do they break out the little drill and fire. Yeah, they need more than a drill. Uh, I'm yeah. telling you, it, as bad as your feet are, as bad as my feet are, right after I get my pedicure, they look 100 percent better. Mm. They do. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, next call. I am in the steam room, and I am loving it. What up, fellas? It is Adam Lusko, your boy, <laughs> and I'm excited. We got the NBA on TNT Tuesday nights, starting soon. Me, Candace, Shaq, and D-Wade. I got a question. You guys have been working with the big fella for a long time. Do you have any tips for me for getting the best out of Shaquille O'Neal? I love you both. I listen to every episode it's getting steamy. I gotta run. <laughs> this dude just call in and do a promo of his own show. Adam Lefko. Adam Lefko's one of the greatest. He's, he's one of the great oh, guys. But man. but he he just call into our show to promote his own show. See, I'm telling you, the guys. That's it's pretty quick. He's hey, always no, Adam, thinking. We're glad to have you part of the team. You're fantastic. What I, uh, what kind of advice can we give him on Shaq? Okay, you got you got to get used to him uh, playing music in the background, practicing his DJ skills. Leave him alone during that time. Uh, always talk about hookah. He loves that. <laughs> loves hookah. Uh, as long as you leave him alone and let him practice his music and talk about hookah, you're golden. You are golden. Yeah. Um, I would say be prepared um, for anything for. The the loud gum chewing as he sits down on the uh, on the on the set. This is what it sounds like in our ear, America, when Shaq is chewing gum. He has a microphone. We all can hear each other. The microphone, and it's like six pieces of uh, (laughs) bubblicious all at once. Uh, Also, you might want to avoid watching him eat. Uh, on the set, if he's running a little bit late, we've seen him devour an entire chicken in two bites. Oh my! God. Not talking about a piece of chicken. No, a whole like chicken. And, and and it's and we think that it's dead at the time, but there's no telling. Um, but other other than that, Adam, you're gonna love working with a big fella. He's the world's biggest kid. Um, has a wonderful heart. And, loves hanging out, and he's going to yeah. love that mix with yeah, and, with you and D. Wade. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to personally, I, I did it when we first signed him. I want to welcome D. Wade till to the uh, to the TNT family. We're glad to have you, and it's going to be awesome. Four zero four nine eight seven zero three three zero. You know what that number is? No, that's the that's, steam room. Chuck's answering machine. Four zero four. Nine eight seven 
888-900-0330. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and again, it's uh, it's amazing. You you make the decision. I I'm gonna I'm gonna call the steam room, and you never know what might happen because you went ahead and took the initiative and made we, that. Because we don't know what might happen. No, we don't. And that's what makes the show fun. I hope you've enjoyed it today. Uh, thanks to PJ Morton. Yes. And good luck to PJ at the Grammys this Sunday. He's up for three. Wow. Um, got one last year. They greeted him at the airport in New Orleans with a jazz band, and that's it was awesome. So uh, thank you, PJ. And thank you all for listening. We will see you next week in the Steam Room. <laughs>